Join Hoda Kotb for a brand new season of her podcast, Making Space. For season five, I am making space to talk to people who are providing a sense of hope and inspiration when life changes course. Uplifting conversations with inspiring individuals like NFL legend Drew Brees, singer-songwriter Ziggy Marley, and today's show co-anchor Savannah Guthrie as you have never heard her before. I found faith more viscerally, not because the bad thing didn't happen, but because it did. I promise you, like me, will leave these conversations with some wisdom for your own journey, empowered and inspired to make space in your own life. New episodes of Making Space with Hoda Kotb are released every Wednesday. Listen now wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Jesus Listens Stories of Prayer. I'm Susie McIntyre Eaton, and I'm so excited to share this conversation with you today. He's a father of three, and he's a country singer-songwriter. His name is Aaron Watson. Aaron is beloved everywhere he goes, but particularly in Texas music circles. He's also a man of faith and recently had a scary battle with some health issues, and so his doctors put him on vocal rest. Definitely a scary thing for a man who loves music and makes his living from it. He opens up about that time, what it was like, and how he relied on his faith during that season of waiting. So where did, where did all this begin? Where did your love for music begin? When oh, home or college? Yeah, home. You know, my dad is a disabled veteran. And after he got injured in the war, he told me that music was his therapy. So, you know, I came around a few years after that and just growing up in the house, there was always, you know, country music records, gospel records, uh, you know, soul records being played on vinyl. So I just, you know, I just always have had music around me and then you know, and then mom at church, you know, if I wasn't singing at church, she had thumped me right in the back of the head. So <laughs> I was forced to sing. And I think, you know, people are like, well, have you ever taken vocal lessons? And I was like, well, you know, Sunday morning, Sunday night and Wednesday nights, I, mm -hmm. I had mandatory voice classes, you know, and being church of Christ. Oh my goodness. You, you weren't covered up by a guitar at all. You had to really sing and and learn the harmony. Mm -hmm. so I think I think that really helped. And mm -hmm. you know, I I went to college and I played baseball. And when when my when that career came to an end, you know, one door closes and another one opens. And I just, you know, I I love writing songs. You know, I never really had dreams of. I never wanted to come to Nashville and be some star. I just wanted to have mm -hmm. a ranch in West Texas and write songs and yeah, you know, and it's gosh, you know, here I am. It's like, I feel like I just got started and it's been 25 years, 18 albums and God's blessed us in so many ways. And it's just got a nice little, little small town country music business. I read that you learned how to play guitar in college. Is that true? I did. Yeah. Okay. Were you kind of like Garth Brooks? Were you singing around in college like these little bars and honky tonks? Mm -hmm. Yes, ma'am. I mean, I just, 
you know, I would play anywhere and everywhere they'd have me. And, um, you know, I, I remember at ACU back then, you know, I'd be playing in some of these honky tonks and bars around town. And that was not, uh, apparently Ronnie Dunn got kicked out of ACU for doing that. Jesus was using me. You know, I saw you in Oklahoma City. Um, what is that ball? It was an old ballroom. Uh, some friends of mine, uh, one from Colorado and two from Tennessee now, Emily and Elise and Jill, we came to Oklahoma City, I think it was last year, and listened to you. And I had already known that you share Jesus because you talk about the influence that Elsie Frost had on you when she told mm-hmm. you the story of Lane Frost. And um, I, I was, uh, Aaron, I was very blessed um, a couple of weeks ago to go to the Oklahoma Sports Hall of Fame and sing the national anthem. And Lane got inducted into the oh, Sports wow. Hall of Fame in Oklahoma City. So when you're coming by there, they're at Bricktown. It'd be a really neat place to stop and look at that. It's a really oh, cool yeah. Hall of Fame. So I uh, that night, you also did the same thing. You talked about what's most important in this life. What, why, do you get flack for doing that? I mean, I didn't feel it in the crowd, but has ever, anybody ever said, oh, go home, preacher man, we don't need that? You know, it's just like, I don't even think about it and I don't really even care. And I'm not real good with Bible verses, but you know, it talks about how the, how the, 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 the demons shuddered. They were, they're, they're fearful, you know? And that's the thing is that like, this is a, this is a battle that's already been won. So for me, you know, I think also it's it's how you it's how you share the word. If I got up there and I started pointing at people and I said, "You sir with that beer, you ma'am, you you you." I think that's not the way that it should be done. I use my personal I use my personal issues, mistakes that I've made. And I talk about how, you know, God has influenced me and how I've struggled with this and I've struggled with that. And by sharing my struggles, I know that everyone else has things that they struggle with. So by doing that, I'm able to share my love for Jesus and Jesus's love for all of us. And that's kind of what Elsie enabled me to do by sharing her story. It's like, and uh, honestly, how can you deny the sweet words of a mama that lost her son? Right. right. And it's just, you know, you know, it's just like the word of God is undefeated. So I don't really, I don't really worry about it. But then again, like I'm not your, I'm, you know, a lot of these country singers today, they go straight from publishing companies. They have a hit and the next day they get a big bus and then they're put out on the big stage. See, I started differently. I played pay, I played places with chicken wire and had <laughs> bottles thrown at me. So I don't know. I'm kind of like, you know, sometimes you just have to say what needs to be said. And I don't know. It's like, 
I don't want to get to heaven someday and God say, man, you know, you got up there in front of all those people every weekend. You just never even said anything about me. Now, I, I think it's really ironic because you've built your career a little at a time um, through the years and you've you've got a wonderful fan base. And then all of a sudden you're having to get off the road, three months rest. Um, people think, oh, that's all about Aaron. But you got how many people in your band? Oh, yeah. You got how many side guys on in, you got bus drivers, you got people that are depending on you to be on the road. I mean, they've got families. So not only you had to wait, but everybody had to wait for a period of time. You know, it was, I'm pretty good about once I flipped the switch (laughs) and I've dealt with the situation, it's Mm -hmm. in the past, but you know, for, you know, I take really good care of my people and I didn't want to punish them because of my issue. Something you couldn't help. You yeah. Know? Yeah. But I, so I, I think the one thing I struggled with was I was like, okay, every day I'm not working and I'm paying for everyone's salary. How much is this costing me? And I kind of could feel the anxiety up but then i'd be like no it's gonna be okay and i'll tell you another thing is that it was hard to feel sorry for myself because the clinic where i was going in birmingham uab Mm -hmm. you have to walk by all the cancer patients there you go and i was like what's going on here is nothing right this is nothing and you know what this is just life all this is just deteriorating. Mm-hmm. And so you just can't be just surprised when you get bad news. Jesus didn't come back because the world was fabulous. I mean, it's just a hard, you know. You're right. It's a world full of heartache. So that's right. But I'm back now for the moment. The Do doctor. Good care of me. It was never career threatening, which was mm-hmm. nice to know. Mm-hmm. But basically, I had kind of an abrasion from inflammation on the top of the the vocal cord that, and it was literally on the nerve. Wow. So when I would try to sing, the pain, and it would shoot into my ear. It was wow. But you know what? For twenty five years, I don't think I canceled one show for voice issues. So I took this three months off and now we'll go another 25 with no problem. <laughs> Everything's okay. There we are. That's true. That's true. Um, and when you were in this waiting period, what kind of prayers did you, did you ask God to speed it up a little bit or did you just say, help me rest? You know, I don't know. I have different kind of prayers. I don't, I sometimes don't get real specific. Mm-hmm. You know, I was just kind of like, Lord, I don't know what this is all about, but yeah, just help get me through it. Yeah. I just want to thank you so much, Aaron, for coming on with us and, and sharing your life, your time of wait, your time of having to uh, be trusting in God that he's got it in his hand and uh, that you'll be well for another 25 years.
August 28th, Jesus listens. Um, it says, faithful God, my times are in your hands. So my best response to the circumstances I face is trusting you. You're training me to feel secure in the midst of change and uncertainty. Doesn't that hit you <laughs> where oh, you've been in the last few, few months? I found it can actually be a relief to realize I'm not in control of my life when I accept this human condition while resting in your sovereignty, I become increasingly free. Help me to rejoice in this day that you have made. Please orchestrate its details and events according to your will. Since you are in control of my times, I don't need to be anxious about trying to make things happen faster. Rushing and anxiety go hand in hand and you have instructed me not to be anxious. So I invite you to set the pace, blessing me with peace that transcends all understanding. In your trustworthy name, Jesus, amen. We're so glad you joined us today for this episode of Jesus Listens, Stories of Prayer. We'll be back soon with another guest, another story. But until then, please remember Jesus hears you, he cares for you, and he's just a prayer away. Thank you for honoring us with your time today. I'm Susie McIntyre-Eaton. I'll see you next time on Jesus Listens, Stories of Prayer. Be sure to follow us on social media and on the Jesus Calling podcast on Apple or wherever you get your podcasts so that you can keep up with our weekly audio episodes and special monthly series like this one. And be sure to subscribe to the Jesus Calling channel on YouTube, where you'll find the video version of this interview. Thanks for listening.